Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right, I got to make it convincing. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What y'all doing tonight? <laughs>
Thanks to all listeners, set channel Y to channel X for proper listening. Good evening. It's the groovy old month of Junie. And a pleasant Monday evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's languid but not laconic community radio station. C-I-T-R, your voice of the University of British Columbia, 101.9 FM. We broadcast at an average of 1,800 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest on campus. And our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland from Squamish in the north, Bellingham, Washington to the south, which will get its own little shout out shortly here. West Pass Point Grain, the dipping south across the Salish Sea. To all the ships and creatures in the water, if our friends over at CFUV at the University of Victoria are overlapping since they are on the same frequency, then our signal heads east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley, though CIVL on 101.7 cuts pretty close on the dial from the University of the Fraser Valley. We also broadcast up to the sky and deep in the space for as long as this planet and the station continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. And our signal dives down well into the underground, from where we come from, and from where all good things bubble up. If you have Talos Optic at hand here in a television set, well, you can tune it to CITR on Net TV on channel 7023. At least that is the story in Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places and everywhere else the internet takes you, you can find us on the web, www.citr.ca. There you will find the Exploding Hit Movies show page, and it contains track listings and downloads for all our episodes. And once the live broadcast is done, this very one as well. You'll also find a link to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Music, and that podcast is also available through iHeart, Deezer, Geosave and Stitcher, and Spotify. For those times, you can't listen live to the Crystal Wireless and then the Shoutcast stream through the website. My name is Gak, and I'll be your cabbie for the next two hours, so hop in the back and I'll get the meter running. And you should have received your complimentary New York Regulatory five-star rating in the mail in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, well, guess what? You're doing pretty great. Hopefully so am I. Please rate your driver accordingly. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live is 604-822-2487. Hike. And that spells UBC. C-I-T-R. Do keep it short and sweet to the point since we are mixing everything live. This is a single person operation. Man in the boards. Reading the words. Fixing the things. And sharing the music. So that is the case. You can email, though, anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Exploding Hit Movies is on Facebook under its given name, updated sporadically. You can follow me on Twitter, at 100air, where I did tweet about what is going to transpire here. And on Instagram, it is my epic man. So we start off with new music from Kamikaze Nurse, and off their new album, Stimuloso, we heard Eileen. Although you spell that with an A as the first character great Vancouver quartet makes a lot of fantastic genres together the entire album so far I'm digging it it's definitely a highlight of the year so far and in celebration of Stimuloso they are having a record release show this Thursday June 9th at the Red Gate Art Society as they kick off a West Coast tour 
And joining Kamikaze Nurse this Thursday is Necking, Woolworm, and Sharing Pinks. Classic local modern acts here. Tickets are $10 or pay what you can. It's an all ages show. Doors are at 8. Show will be starting promptly at 8.45 p.m. And you can grab a copy of Stimuloso on vinyl, compact disc, or cassette. And yes, that West Coast tour heads down to Bellingham, Washington. They'll be playing the Shakedown on Friday, June 10th. Then they'll be in Seattle Saturday, June 11th at the Victory Lounge. And they'll be warming south. Heading slightly east, going up through like Arizona, Utah, or Nevada. I'm now blanking on my western states. This is great. Uh, things I should know off the top of my head. Visualize. Arizona, Nevada, Idaho. There we go. They'll be also playing Sled Island in Calgary. Later in June, I'll be in the 24th at the Commonwealth Bar in Alberta. And in the background, this is Mount Maxwell with the title track to this year's album, Senescent Vivarium. I've shared some other tracks off this wonderful album through Hotham Sound in the past. Well worth listening to. And this week, we're going to profile music associated with the films of the late actor, William Hurt. A bemused, charismatic sort that had a big ride in the 80s being that actor guy leading a whole bunch of stuff but of course in the midst of researching this show over the past few days to ensure the words I provide you are amusing this is not really going to be a celebration of sorts because uh, he had a dark side to him so we'll consider this more like a synopsis covering his acting career at least associated with the music and the other collaborators in film so we're going to hear music from John Barry's score to Body Heat which is an outstanding neo-noir that came out about 40 years ago. And then amongst other films, things like Dark City, which came out in 1998. So a mix of music that uh, were films of his, mindful in part that movies are a collaborative experience. So some other artists bring their own essence to the proceedings. And perhaps redemption was at hand at one point, but uh, 70s and 80s. Things were not good, especially for those people he was close with. So consider this a indication of some potential future profiles of sorts where, yeah, there's one director who's been a big force in this music or the film scene for decades, but he's done some crazy stuff. So at the very least, think of this as something that we'd not would not have necessarily done if they were still alive. So we retooled this episode a few times around as we figured out, or as I was figuring out more of what was going on here. So we're mindful of those who have suffered at the hands of abusers. And we'll talk about some things on that front, especially because the CITR actually does have some new policies in place here. Uh, I have to dig them up on social media because they're not on the website right now, last I checked, but we'll get that to you. Now, also recently leaving us, because this episode just feels gloomy right now, uh, it's the guitarist Ricky Gardner, a Scottish musician who had his own bands. He was part of something called, and I screwed this up, it's either Beggar's Own or the Beggar's Opera. 
But she was famously playing with acts like David Bowie. You can hear his guitar on songs on the 1977 album Low. And for a time there, Gardner was touring a little bit with Bowie, even reproducing Robert Fripp's famous guitar line from the song Heroes in live shows. And Gardner died on May 13th this year from complications due to Parkinson's disease, and he was 73 years old. He co-wrote this major hit also from 1977 with Iggy Pop, using a riff that he'd been saving for his own song tied to inspirations associated with spring. As Iggy Pop was looking for some material, and upon some jamming, Iggy Pop wrote some lyrics associated with observing Bowie's cultural vampirism and in Jim Morrison's poem, The Lords. And it talks about the idea of cars in the first place and transportation, since in this case he was not the driver. At the time, Iggy Pop was not licensed. From Lust for Life, this will be Iggy Pop featuring the guitar work of co-writer Ricky Gardner. This song is The Passenger. You're now listening to Exploding Hit Movies Live from the realms of Studio A of that radio station that rides and it rides. This is CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Does it? 
Depeche Mode with a rare track with Martin Gore singing instead of Dave Gahan. And this was around the time when Vince Clark was still a member before he went to form Erasure from their 1981 debut album, Speak and Spell. That was the Voices version of Any Second Now. And behind me, from 1987's Music for the Masses, Depeche Mode here again with an instrumental known as Pimp F. Pimp and an F. Pimp. Along with Martin Gore and Dave Gahan, other longtime member, at least after Alan Wilder left, was Andy Fletcher. Otherwise known as Fletch, jokingly referred to as the member who just bums around. Since Gahan was the charismatic singer, Gore was the songwriter. But Fletch often played bass or drone elements, some other minimal keyboard parts. You can hear him sing in a choral form on a couple songs, uh, including one of the interludes on Violator, and then as a de facto choir member in one of the songs, I think it's Condemnation, off of Songs of Faith and Devotion. But for most of the career of Depeche Mode, Fletch was the de facto manager and band spokesperson. And historically, he was classmates with Vince Clark. They formed a short-lived punk band called No Romance in China. Before they met Gore, switched to synths for another group obtusely called Composition of Sound. And it's when Gahan joined, and he suggested Depeche Mode as a name. And they were, in some ways still are, one of the major arena rock acts that fused electronics and guitars. After Vince Clark left for Speak and Spell, Martin Gore's music was definitely darker. I loved it growing up that way. And, but then they used guitars in the 90s in clever ways, and they effectively helped spearhead the popularity of some other synth fractions like Cold Wave. A bit of like some techno early elements too. They were a big stadium act, but still oddly cult in many ways. Most recent album is 2017 Spirit, but Fletch died suddenly on May 26th this year at the age of 60. Also recently leaving us, as we go from synths over to country and or western music, it's Naomi Judd of the Judds. Though she was born Diana Ellen Judd in Ashland, Kentucky. And with one of her daughters, Winona, became one of the biggest country acts in the 80s. Another daughter became an actress, and that's Ashley Judd. The Judds put out six albums during their heyday in the 80s. They disbanded in 1991 when Naomi was diagnosed with hepatitis C. But as Winona Judd went solo, her mom would join her regularly for shows. And the Judds officially ended in April this year. And on the 30th of that month, one day before the duo was set to be inducted for the Country Music Hall of Fame, Naomi Judd died at the age of 76. She'd been suffering from depression and then some of the side effects that her medication had caused, so... Sadly, she died at her own hand with a gun. So... Please, if you do have dark thoughts, suicidal and other depression in that way, do seek help. Help is available. People will listen and help you out. UBC does have various resources. I'll dig up what I can for the next segment. We'll go back to their 1984 debut album. This is the title track. Here are the Judds with Why Not Me. It was also recently used 
in Ken Burns' recent documentary, Tied to Country Music as Well. a federal Indian day school, now is your time to make your claim. If you experience harm at your school, you may be eligible to receive a check for compensation. Remember, you need to make your claim before July 13, 2022. See if your school is on the list and get free legal help. Start at IndianDaySchools.com or call 
1-844-539-3815. Claim what's yours.
from an album that came out 30 years ago. Hard to believe. 1992's Fully Completely was the Tragically Hate. Tragically Hip, as I bleed into the title there. It was Wheat Kings. A song that evokes the horrible story of the murder of Gail Miller, a nursing student found dead in a snowbank in Saskatoon in 1969. And David Milgard was wrongfully convicted of the act. He was staying at a friend's place nearby as he and other friends were crossing Canada. And uh, he was sentenced to life in prison in 1970, where he suffered a lot of things. Rape, tried committing suicide while he was there. But upon investigation into his arrest, since there were major discrepancies, as the police had bullied witnesses and then DNA evidence... Helped clear his name, he was released in prison, from prison in 1992. And then another person nearby, somebody who had a history of raping and murdering, Larry Earl Fisher, was then convicted. Upon his release, David Milgard did uh, community support work, and he became a public speaker advocating for the rights of wrongly convicted prisoners. And Milgard died in Calgary on May 15th this year from complications of pneumonia when he was 69 years old. In the background, this is M. Nachai from 1951's ethnic folkways compilation, Music of Ukraine. This is Wedding Melodies for Drimba. At this point, we're past now 100 days of the Russian invasion of Ukraine in the past week or so. Some bodies from the Ukrainian side have been able to be counted in Mariupol, but a lot of the port cities are being shelled. Other larger major towns are being unrecognizable. People are still sending support. Whether it's armaments, food and other supplies, medication. Since we're talking a lot, we might as well loop that together. All the timing of that was impeccable since this is this kind of show. Anyways, if you do need help, if you are a loved one experiencing dark thoughts, UBC does have some resources available. If you go to wellbeing.ubc.ca, they have some indications. Their phone number is 1-800-784-2433. If you are experiencing anxiety about Ukraine, you can call 1-844-751-2133, toll-free number, with free crisis counseling support and referral to other community resources. Otherwise, if you go to students.ubc.ca slash health, they have a lot of other resources to connect you to support, whether it's 24-7 crisis support or other things for counseling or other assistance needed to help you out. Now... Stranger Things, season four, at least the first half started a couple weeks ago on Netflix. Here on Exploding Hit Movies, we profiled it in the past when season one was around as the series picked up their zeitgeist. And if you look up Exploding Hit Movies, episode 326 from August 2016, you can hear a lot of the moody synths there. And it's been a three-year delay since season three, partly from COVID, but... Season four is shaping up to be epic, as all the seasons are kind of, or the episodes are double length. And there's going to be, I think, about 16 of them. So I think eight dropped once already. The rest are due in July. And a fifth and final season is due at some point, based on how all the actors are aging. 
Jeez, maybe the college years coming up. Anyways, if you have caught season four, I'm trying to avoid spoilers here, but this song, one of my favorites growing up, maybe a big fan of hers. It's already becoming a major hit across the globe. First top 10 song of hers in over 30 years in the UK and the US. It hit number eight on Billboard Radio this week after making number 30 back in 1985 when it first came out. Is well suited for TikTok. It's being picked up there. And oddly enough, in the script for the series, there was basically a placeholder to try to find a moody song for the character Maxine, who's already had a tumultuous season three as she recovers from some grief. Bond speaking with the music uh, supervisor. They got Kate Bush to offer a rare licensing deal. She's a big fan of Stranger Things, wholly endorsed the usage of this song. And uh, I'm okay with playing this because I'm, I'm pleased that uh, it's coming back into popular culture. And if this makes a lot more Kate Bush fans, I'm all for it. This is one of the predecessors for acts like Björk and PJ Harvey and Arca. And an act we actually will hear shortly after Kate Bush, since that person is coming to town soon. Uh, Kate Bush's most recent albums, 2011's 50 Words for Snow. She had an epic 20, 30, 40-day residency at, in London in 2014 as part of Before the Dawn. She released a book featuring all manners of lyrics in 2018 called How to Be Invisible. And various albums have been remastered, including this one from 1985's Hounds of Love. This is Kate Bush with Running Up That Hill, A Deal with God. It doesn't hurt. 
tune in to Too Dreamy, Fridays from 1 to 2 p.m. on CITR, featuring music from local female and non-binary musicians and some sweet bedroom pop tunes. Hey, this is Kept, and you are currently tuned into Exploding Head Movies, one of my absolute favorite programs on CITRFM Vancouver.
Recent music from Tori Amos off of last year's album, Ocean to Ocean. Recorded, or at least written, while Tori Amos was stranded in Cornwall, England. During the first part of the pandemic, we heard flowers burn to gold. Tori Amos has taken definitely an eclectic route into music. Starting up as sort of like a classical prodigy, becoming then a heavy metal singer before going solo over the past 30 years or so. And you can catch Tori Amos this Wednesday, June 8th at the Center for the Performing Arts, otherwise known as the West Side's Church downtown at 777 Homer. Show is at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $34 with the appropriate service charges, and they do go up to $120 or so with various VIP packages. I've cut her once. I think back, it's over 20 years ago, Massey Hall when I lived in Toronto. Captivating performance. Curious if she'll rely on a harpsichord this time, since at the time it was songs for Pele, that's what she was doing. But definitely a master on the piano. Behind me, originally from Iceland, but now based in Indonesia, this is Oliver Arnold's off of 2020's Some Kind of Peace. This is still slash sound. And Tamper Concerts presents Oliver Arnold's touring in support of that album the same night as Tor Amos, Wednesday, June 8th. But we are going to a Massey Theater, but this is the one in New West on 8th Avenue. Doors are at 7, show is at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $36, and they do go up, which is available through ticketsnw.ca. It is an all-ages show with a 19 and older bar. And you don't spell Oliver as you do in England. It's Oliver if you think Scandinavian. O-L-A-F-U-R. And there's an accent. Ecoute over the O. So it's Oliver, as it were. Also in town this week, it's Charlotte Day Wilson out of Toronto. She's playing Thursday, June 9th at the Commodore Ballroom. Doors or shows at 8 p.m. The instructions that were given were not clear. But this is what Ticketmaster tells me based on past experiences at the Commodore. It's probably Doors, but get there early if you wanted to catch what's going on, especially because the opener is the fantastic Luna Lee. Tickets start at $29.50, so once you apply the appropriate Ticketmaster service charges, it'll be about 41 bucks or so. It is a 19 and older show, and uh, Day Wilson is touring in support of her most recent album, Last Year's Alpha, which is where you'll find this song. Here's Charlotte Day Wilson with Keep Moving. Time it always comes too soon 
Velvet Dinosaurs and their latest hit, Eating the Plate. Now, let's go to the phones and hear what you have to say. Go ahead, caller, you're on the line. Smash the dirty red scum! Uh, Tear the teeth from huh. really? Tear the 
Okay, well, uh, hmm. You know, maybe you should relax a little bit. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. The Robot Ain't Lying. That is the name of the show, and that is the frequency we're on. My name is Gek, and originally, I can never tell, I think it's a dual mixture here, but for Manitoba for sure, Mixture of Winnipeg and then Steinbach, we heard Royal Canoe. And off their 2021 album, Sidelining, we heard Alexandria. And they're joined there by Begonia on vocals. Royal Canoe formed in the wake of old bands such as Waking Eyes, the Liptonians. Late great band there, and then Tele. And Royal Canoe are playing tomorrow, Tuesday, June 7th, at the Fox Cabaret. Doors are at 7. They have guests. I don't know what they are because they're not published via the usual means, so I'm sure there'll be a surprise, but since it is the Fox Cabaret, it'll be an earlier show. Tickets start at $20 with the service charges available through ticketweb.ca. And please bear in mind, it is a 19 and older show. That's what happens when you are in a former porn theater. And in the background... This is Thomas Fellman from last year's Böser Herbst album through the Compact's label. They spell compact with lots of K's in there. This track is Carnical. So later on, we'll talk about the music from the films associated with William Hertz. But we're in the middle of a stretch here right now, at least acts performing in town since... Feels like the beginning of the end of the pandemic, or maybe the end of the beginning. Now we gotta keep an eye on monkeypox, which now finally entered the province, but... At the very least, touring is happening again. As I've been played the shows I mentioned already, and the shows I'm about to mention now, since Timbre Concerts presents out of Brooklyn, New York, Sunflower Bean, this Wednesday, June 8th, at the Wise Hall, at the corner of... Adnac and Victoria, as my brain is like, that's not the cult. It's nearby, but Victoria, for sure there. Doors are at 8. Show starts at 9. Openers include Pale Hound and Lily. Tickets start at $20, plus the appropriate service charges. Available through TicketWeb. Please bear in mind, it is a 19 and older show. And Sunflower Bean's new album is Head Full of Sugar. Find this song there. This is Sunflower Bean with I Don't Have Control Sometimes.
The Sisters Heim, off of the most recent album, Women in Music, Part 3. Not that you missed the previous two Women in Music, except it just refers to the fact that it is their Thoid album. That was Heim with Gasoline. And they'll be here on UBC campus. They're playing Friday, June 10th at the Doug Mitchell Thunderbird Sports Center. Just a few blocks, and I'm pointing in a direction which I'm figuring right now. The Peninsula here on UBC messes me up all the time. They're playing slightly north of here. Yes, doors are at 8. Tickets start at $28.75. The Ticketmaster puts some on top of that. If you want to go platinum, over 500 bucks. You get a little bit more access to what's going on there. One of the Heim sisters is Alan. Oh, Lord. Uh, Alana. And she recently starred in Paul Thomas Anderson's latest film, Licorice Pizza. And uh, Anderson's had a big connection with Heim. He's directed a lot of the Heim's videos, especially for just walking down the sidewalk with determination. Still need to see Licorice Pizza. I've seen a lot of his other films. We've also profiled lots of music from his films. We need to play more Heim at some point. But since we're talking about films and soundtracks, hey, let's talk about some of them that are available for purchase and download or streaming this week. Though do note that since the typical Friday release schedule is not necessarily adhered to, at least digitally, you might find these already, but wherever you find your music online, that'll be the case. But do check out your favorite record store. Call them in advance, ping them, and see what's what. And this list comes from the websites filmmusicreporter.com and soundtrack.net. As new releases go, Nora Sorota's score to Deep in the Heart is out this week, independently released. The new, I was going to say TV series film, I think it's a film, but at the very least, it's a gay Asian coming of tale, coming of story tale, words. It's called Fire Island, referring to a good part of Long Island there where everyone's got a party scene. It's scored by Jay Wadley, soundtrack's coming out through Hollywood Records. Dan Deacon is scoring the new Adam Sandler film, and this is one of the serious ones. It's called Hustle. It's coming up with Amazing Music Publishing. Latest film involving dinosaurs called Jurassic World Dominion. Scored by Michael Giacchino. It's coming up through Backlot Music. Micah is scored by Christopher Wong. That's coming up through Movie Score Media. 
And Hannah Peel's music from the TV series The Midwich Cuckoos is coming up through Invada. On the re-release front, there's a limited edition of Richard Band's music from The Deep Ones coming out through Dragon's Domain Records. There's an expanded version of Jerry Goldsmith's score from Matinee coming out through Entrada. Piero Umiliani's score to Il Nero has been remastered, and it's coming out through Decca Classics. There's a vinyl edition of Brian Tyler's music from the new film called Scream coming out of the rest of Saraband. But if you like the older Screams, as scored by Marco Beltrami, the original score will be on a vinyl box set out this week through Varessa Saraband. And those are merely some of your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. Behind me, this is Alessandro Cortini. Amongst his other responsibilities, he is a touring member on keyboards for Nine Inch Nails. They're touring again. Nothing in Canada yet, but we'll see. Off of last year's triple album, Force, this is Nevia. One of my favorite albums from last year. Before we get into the world of Hertz, that is the films of William Hertz, let's hear, heads over to Sweden with Sally Shapiro. The duo's new album came out through Italians Do It Better this year. It's called Sad Cities, and on this track, they're joined by Electric Youth. Here's Sally Shapiro with Love in Slow Motion. And watch out. Take a look at your thermostats and make sure air conditioner is working. Things are going to get hot, hot.
The Sweetgrass Clan is a volunteer-based coalition that provides safety, security and essential resources to the most vulnerable members of the downtown Eastside community. In addition to providing food and safety, the Sweetgrass Clan also connects people with advocates for housing, mental health counseling and drug and alcohol detox. The Sweetgrass Clan is always looking for new volunteers to support the downtown Eastside community and are able to offer volunteers grocery gift cards and bus tickets as honorariums. If you would like to offer your volunteer support to the Sweetgrass Clan, you can reach out via email at abfrontdoor.org or visit abfrontdoor.org. Give you warmth, guarantee to 
Go back to 1976 as Leon Ware joined there by the great Bobby Womack. We heard Body Heat. In the background from Denmark, this is the Red Gazelle Trio off this year's album, In the Midst of It All. This is Stargazing. Body Heat will be the first film that we associate with the actor William Hurt that we will talk about in Exploding Head Movies here. Directed and written by Lawrence Kasdan, at that point known for his work with The Empire Strikes Back. It is a super hot noir film, William Hurt in only his second major film role, making her debut, Kathleen Turner. And also joining them on the cast, Ted Danson, pre-cheers, Mickey Rourke, and then Richard Crenna, and it riffs on the classic noir, Double Indemnity. I think is on the Criterion channel now about an inept lawyer who falls for a married woman as they plot to kill her husband to gain her inheritance and well other plans are involved William Hurt studied at Juilliard School he was tipped for Broadway success and he appeared a lot on stage made his TV, TV debut on one of those 70s classic detective shows Kojak Ellie Savalas, who loves you, babe. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the first film that Hurt was in. But Body Heat. Man, you do have to watch that. Ideally, when it's a little cool out, because it's filmed in Florida, they intentionally made all the air conditioning off screen, or at least alluded to. Everybody's sweating all the time. And it's scored by the legend John Barry. Kasdan actually looked through a few folks to do the score for the film, but it was only through working with Barry that he actually got a lock-in with the themes about what was involved there. Barry came up with a whole bunch of demos on uh, kind of a rudimentary synth, which we'll hear a little bit about shortly here. And from that, he expanded it into a full score. And uh, the magazine Film Score Monthly did a massive deluxe edition of the score from Body Heat in 2012. Featuring the original soundtrack, a remastered version, on all these little wonderful demos. At one point, this was going to be the only film that I would have profiled here, but... Based on various things, I expanded about what was going on here. Especially since we have to talk a little bit about Hurt's... Hurt that he applied. As for John Barry, we've profiled him extensively in the past year in Exploding Head movies since... I think we've done all of the Sean Connery Bond films except for, I think, Thunderball which we might try to do the next time there's a Bond film, although don't know when that will be at this point. From his score to Body Heat, this will be John Barry. We start off with the main title, which he had played extensively live in concert up until his death about a decade ago. Body Heat, here on Exploding Head Movies, CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Thank you. 
from his score to Lords Kasdan's 1981 neo-noir film Body Heat. We heard the main title, and then we heard the classic Barry Strings there, undercut by some saxophone with I'm Frightened. Body Heat's been highly regarded as a great sort of noir throwback. Lots of great neo-noirs came out in the 70s and 80s, but uh, this one just sort of took the Florida setting and cranked it up. Of note, the hot setting, the actor's chemistry, and, of course, the intricate plot. Kathleen and Turner was singled out for a femme fatale with quotes like, You aren't too bright. I like that in a man. Behind me, this is Alexander Desplat from his score to the 2005 film Syriana. This is the piano solo of the main theme. Syriana was directed and written by Stephen Gagan based on Robert Bayer's 2003 memoir, See No Evil, involving multiple storylines, involving oil cartels and politicians. George Clooney and Matt Damon were in it, along with Jeffrey Wright, Chris Cooper, Amanda Peet, the late Christopher Plummer, Alexander Siddig, and William Hurt. Hurt made his film debut in 1980s film Altered States, directed by Ken Russell, a body horror based on Patty Chayefsky's novel about sensory deprivation tanks and psychoactive drugs as Hurt portrays a scientist trying to uncover his own mind and things break apart. I will say, this soundtrack I've been trying to work into profiles for quite some time, but it is a crazy listen, as we're about to hear here. So never fully fit in, but at the least I will show the op- share the opening music with you. Corey Gliano has been a big part of the classical music scene out of New York for quite some time. He's written over 100 scores. Amongst the awards he's won for his music includes a Pulitzer, multiple Grammys, and he's won one Oscar. Something I do want to profile at some point, and that's his score to the Canadian film from 1999 known as The Red Violin. But going back to 1980 through Altered States, although this came out on vinyl in 2016 through Waxwork. Here's John Corigliano with the main title to Altered States along with First Hallucination, subtitled Ritual Sacrifice and Religious Memory.
From his score to the 1986 film Children of a Lesser God, we heard Michael Convertino with the main title. Convertino has had a varied career in Hollywood, although last score I see is from 2009. But he scored films like Tim Burton's first short, Frankenweenie. One of my favorite films, which I talked about a couple months ago, Bull Durham, for you baseball fans. Another thing is like The End of Innocence and Guarding Tess. Children of a Lesser God, directed by Randa Haynes with William Hurt and Marley Matlin in her film debut. A romantic story about two employees at a school for the deaf based on a Mark Medoff play. And at the time, highly regarded. Nominated for five Oscars, and Marley Matlin became the first deaf person to win an Oscar as lead actress. Led to a steady career. Appeared on Seinfeld, and you actually probably saw her in the most recent Oscar-winning film, C.O.D.A., where she starred, and another deaf actor won an Academy Award. That's Troy Kotzer. After filming, Marley Matlin and William Hurt were in a two-year relationship, and she was 19 at the time. Both were abusing alcohol and drugs. And sadly, Hurt was physically abusive to her. Over time, there were apologies made, despite, you know, scars and the trauma from all that. And it seemed like at least that case, water was under the bridge, but hard to really tell. We'll mention a couple other incidents from Hertz's earlier career that also indicate some patterns there. In the background, this is John Williams, and from his scores from the 1989 film The Accidental Tourist, this is the end title, otherwise known as The Second Chance, along with William Hertz, starring again with Kathleen Turner, directed by Lawrence Kasdan, and featuring Gina Davis, about a travel writer who loses a child from murder separates from his wife and meets an eccentric dog trainer. Accidental Tourist was nominated for four Oscars, with Davis winning for Best Supporting Actress. And from this, we get a little darker now. As we go into the world of David Cronenberg and the 2005 film A History of Violence, starring Viggo Mortensen, Maria Bello, and William Hurt, an adaptation of a graphic novel about a small-town diner owner who fights off two robbers, gains press attention Friday for fighting them off, and then his own dark history comes to light with the mob. Hurt plays a gangster boss out of Philadelphia. And longtime David Cronenberg collaborator Howard Shore did the score. He profiled him extensively in the past. And they are working together on Cronenberg's latest film that came out just a little while ago called Crimes of the Future. From A History of Violence, this cue lines up with one very, very creepy scene in the film. Here's Howard Shore with nice gate.
Susanna, Santa Cecilia, Santa Clotilde, Santa Demetria, Mary and one foot then the other as you step out on the road step out on the road how much way how much way then it's how long and how far and how many times oh before it's too
Jane Sibbery, joined by Katie Lang from the soundtracks of the 1991 film Under the End of the World. I'm oh, sorry, Until the End of the World. Under the End of the World. Nice. Good job. Yeah. Until the End of the World. I was calling All Angels. One of those songs that's become a staple since it first came out. Vim Vendors directed Until the End of the World, coming up with a sci-fi road trip film. Set in the then futuristic year of 1999, where people's memories could be recorded and re-experienced. As William Hurt, joined by a longtime Vim Vendors associate, Solveig, and I completely mangled the last name here. We'll get that another time. But uh, yeah, crazy sci-fi road trip film. Originally came out as about like a three-hour film. Recently expanded, available through Criterion Channel. It's five-hour form. But the soundtrack is epic. I remember when it came out, wondering what it was like, especially since Vin Vendor's most recent film at the time was... Oh, no, it's not City of Angels. <laughs> Wings of Desire. That was the remake, yes. Wings of Desire. Epic soundtrack featuring two title tracks, one by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, the other one by U2 that later appeared on their Acton Baby album. Then Patti Smith, R.E.M., Nana Cherry, Talking Heads in one of their final songs, Julie Cruz, Lou Reed, Can, Elvis Costello, Depeche Mode. I would have played it before, except I looked up written to it, and Andy Fletcher didn't play on that track. And we had to condense a couple of things because we're running up on time here. But William Hurt also appeared in other films like The Big Chill, Kiss of the Spider Woman, for which he won his only Oscar in 1986. And at that point, he felt embarrassed by it. Uh, broadcast News, since Holly Hunter recently paid tribute to him upon his death. AI, Artificial Intelligence, most recently appeared as Senator Thaddeus Ross in five films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. William Hurt died at his home in Portland, Oregon on March 13th at the age of 71, just a few days shy of his 72nd birthday. He had been diagnosed with prostate cancer in 2018, which eventually metastasized into his bones. And yes, along with Marley Matlin, he was accused of abusing two other women in the 70s and 80s. He acknowledged some apologies in private, but still, that taint is on him and you think about his quiet sort of 
cerebrals in the 80s as blockbusters finally took things over. But he was sort of like a proto-Kevin Costner, except he didn't get along with a lot of folks. So we'll see when some other mean people pass away what we'll do. One I know that likes to play the clarinet. The other one recently had trial ended. So we'll talk about those people and they have left us. That's it for Exploding Hit Movies for this week. Coming up very soon, it is the Jazz Show with Gavin Walker. And he'll guide you to around midnight, so stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening. Next week, we'll talk about another actor who recently passed away. Also with a bit of an abrasive personality, but a bit more well-liked, and it's Ray Liotta. And at some point, yes, we'll get your good fellas. We'll do some more Vice City. Go from there. The background, this is the Toronto Jazz Trio, Adams, Dunn, and Haas, and off of this year's album, Future Moons. This is Tulips for Sickness. And we have one more William Hurt film to put into place here. He wasn't the star. He was just a cop in it. It's from 1998, directed by Alex Proyas. It's called Dark City. It felt like a proto-matrix in hindsight, but at the time, it was kind of weird because people were secluded in this noir town, and suddenly buildings would change. People's identities would flip around. And yes, had Kiefer Sutherland, Jennifer Connelly, and William Hurt. This song is one of the great little standards that you'll find in the Great American Songbook, which came out in the 40s. And this is Anita Kelsey's version of The Night Has a Thousand Eyes. You have been listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Please remember to keep calm, be kind, and stay safe during this pandemic. I learned my boss got COVID a couple days ago. I learned a former CITR programmer was just diagnosed today, so it's still there. So play safe. We'll see you in seven days. Thank mm-hmm. you.